If white immigrants can come to this country 50 years ago with nickels and dimes and no education and come here and pool their little nickels and dimes and no education into, with, and set up little stores, develop these stores into larger stores, develop this into an industry which creates job opportunities for whites. Since Lincoln was supposed to have freed the black man 100 years ago, and today the black man, according to the government economists, has spending power of $20 billion per year. We feel that with the black man spending $20 billion a year, not setting up any businesses, not creating any industry, not creating any job opportunities for his own kind, he's not in a moral position to point the finger today at the white man and tell the white man that he's discriminating against him for not giving him a job in factories that he, has, he himself set up. If the black man has $20 billion, and these so-called Negro leaders are such geniuses that they can integrate white restaurants and integrate white factories and integrate, force themselves into that which the white man has set up, they should use this same ingenuity to show the black people how to pool our wealth and set up something of our own. And then we won't have to force our way into his anymore. One more thing I would like to point out concerning what he said about 125th Street. We don't waste our time on 125th Street, but you can reach more people in the street who want to change than you can in the bourgeoisie society, the bourgeoisie church, and the bourgeoisie circles. We, our program is directed toward the man in the street. So we spend our time in the street, and what we do with that man, instead of trying to change the white man in your mind and make, uh, make you accept us, we change the mind of the black man and make him accept himself. And as soon as he accepts himself, He'll solve his own problem. He won't be trying to force himself into your factory and into your bedroom and into your kitchen. The problem of the black people in America is inseparable from the problem of oppressed people all over the world. And until the uh, leaders of black America realize that our problem is inseparable from the entire international problem, uh, we will be considered a minority, we'll be considered an underdog, and we'll be begging for the things that we should have had when we were born. Uh, a feeling or a sense of inferiority has been created uh, by the white power structure, educational and otherwise, in the mind of the black man uh, about himself. And Mr. Muhammad's entire approach is to restore to the black man a knowledge of himself, a knowledge of his people, his cultural roots. And by doing this, this restores his racial racial identity, his racial dignity, his uh, confidence as a race, racial uh, confidence, confidence in his own kind. And when he gets this uh, self-confidence, he's then able to stop blaming and begging the white man and is then able to stand on his own feet. If it were possible for them to get a fair trial, there would be no necessity uh, for a trial at all. These are the victims of police bullets, and you don't take the victim in court. Uh, as a criminal, you take the one who shot the victim in court, and it is the police who should be on trial. The white man doesn't even come into my attitude. Uh, he, Mr. Muhammad teaches us to love our own kind and let the white man take care of himself. For a white man today, sir, after uh, kidnapping millions of black people from Africa, stripping them of all human characteristics and relegating them to the role of chattel or cattle or animals, commodity, merchandise that could be bought and sold at will, uh, and then, a hundred years since the Emancipation Proc Proclamation, using every type of deceptive method 
to further us into slavery uh, called second-class citizenship, I think that it would take a whole lot of nerve for white people today to ask Negroes, do they hate them? Well, only because uh, many of the so-called civil rights groups have been afraid. Uh, and in some cases, we ourselves haven't been as flexible as we could be. But uh, there, things are shaping up now where if something isn't done to get some kind of unity among the groups, no matter what differences they have, uh, things can get mighty bad. You have spoken of Negro discontent with the progress of civil rights. What do you think about that? Yes, the black people in this country are completely dissatisfied, disillusioned, and disenchanted with the entire civil rights uh, movement. You suggest that Negroes vote for in the coming election. I wouldn't suggest that they vote for any party or either party. Uh, I would suggest that the so-called Negroes become politically mature, realize the power that they hold uh, in the field of politics, and then uh, once the person who is running is aware that this man is awakened to the power that he holds, then that person who is running will approach that Negro on a more intelligent plane. As it is right now, most of the Negro leaders sell out to the political, to the white politicians for crumbs. And uh, an awakening, a political awakening among Negroes will make it impossible for the present uh, Negro leaders to sell our people out as they've been doing in the past. Well, you do think Negroes should vote? Negroes should do whatever is necessary to bring about a complete solution to their problem. If it, uh, when I say whatever is necessary, whatever is necessary. Our African brothers have gained their independence faster than you and I here in America have. They've also gained uh, recognition and respect as human beings much faster than you and I. Just 10 years ago on the African continent, our people were colonized. They were suffering all forms of colonization, oppression, exploitation, degradation, humiliation, discrimination, and every other kind of Asian. And in uh, a short time, they have gained more independence, more recognition, more respect as human beings than you and I have. And you and I live in a country which is supposed to be the citadel of education, freedom, justice, democracy, and all of those other pretty sounding words. I don't see where job opportunities will affect, I don't see how passage of the bill will affect job opportunities for black people when there, uh, there's no law now that can create opportunities uh, in, in employment even for white people. The whole system in this country, the economic system, is such that uh, jobs are scarce. Automation is limiting jobs. It's, it's, it's decreasing jobs. And uh, if autom as automation eliminates the job opportunities, legislation will not create job opportunities. All it will do is bring about friction and hostility between the two races. Anytime you have to pass a civil rights bill to make voter registration or voting opportunities increase for black people in this country, that in itself is a slap at the entire system of democracy. Uh, the only thing that will affect voter registration is when our own leaders form some kind of political education program that makes our people become more politically mature, politically alert, and aware of what uh, their involvement and particip participation in politics will bring them. So it, it's not so much uh, voter registration without voter education is, the, is a waste of time. Legislation will do neither.